welcome to In My Muck episode 349 on Monday the 20th of July 2015. I am your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug and welcome to our news. Okay, so let's get on with some news. Um, what a week for new coffees. We, it is such an exciting time of year. We have had a heap of old favourites come back, which you're going to start seeing going up really soon. Um, also got a whole heap of new friends to add on there as well. Some delicious coffees. Really are seeing some phenomenal coffees come through at the moment. Uh, I've literally today just took uh, another El Salvador container and there's some like killers on there. So we've got La Lujan, Alaska, uh, Los Andes, some really interesting coffees. Um, this week's coffee is uh, El Libano from uh, Acatenango in Guatemala and we have something really exciting to go with it. A tiny nano micro lot of geisha, the super expensive coffee varietal geisha. Um, this was one of the first farms to find geisha uh, in Guatemala and it was the coffee also used by Raul Rodas, the 2012 World Barista Champion. Um, an all-round amazing guy um, and used an all-round and amazing coffee. You should buy it as it won't be in my mug because it's so expensive and such a small lot. Um, so yeah, we won't be, uh, won't be able to, to share it with you here, but it's definitely worth trying. And that was the news. So uh, going on to focus on, and this week's focus on, we're going to look at leaf rust. But instead of me wittering on about it, we're going to get Senor Perez, who is the, this week's uh, coffee producer, um, to tell you all about it. Cosecha 2011, El inconveniente fue que fue en los meses de octubre uh -huh. cuando la maduración del café ya comenzaba. Entonces, aplicaciones químicas no pudimos hacer a las plantaciones uh -huh. de café, nada más con la nutrición, el manejo que se uh -huh. le había dado al, al café, fue que el café logró salir adelante. Ya a partir de, del 2012 ya hemos iniciado un programa para el combate de la roya, pero ha sido realmente todavía complicado porque uh -huh. la cosecha se dañó en un alto porcentaje y nos ha costado salir adelante. Uh -huh. Pero pues ya en la cosecha esta que estamos, 2013-2014, ya logramos incrementarla y esperamos pues seguir haciendo aplicaciones y, uh -huh. y volver a nuestros promedios de Senor Perez, he's so cool. Um, his wife cooks amazing food as well. We had, we had lunch there last time and it was brilliant. So El Libano is located in the traditional Guatemalan coffee region of Chimatadango. Um, it's 21 hectares in size with 17.5% of them uh, for coffee production and he's owned by uh, Senor Herbert Estuardo Perez um, and he's a third generation coffee farmer. Originally the farm was called La Pampa uh, but was purchased uh, by Prudencio Perez back in 1915 um, and then he's been passed through the family so his daughters inherited the farm and divided it equally into three farms La Pampa which still exists, San Juan and El Libano and I've been lucky enough to try coffee from all three of them um, Libano is most definitely my favourite so uh, uh, Senor Perez took over El Libano in 92 
Um, and was very much a commercial farm when he took over the running of it. Uh, used to send the cherry to local wet mills, didn't do any of the processing himself, um, and really didn't care very much about the quality and what was coming out. Um, but there was a spell in like the early 2000s where he decided he wanted to try and focus a little bit more on quality um, and focus a little bit more on seeing whether he could get a better price for his coffee. So he started to separate things, started to take chance, uh, take uh, control of processing and delivering the coffee um, and really just started to care about the very small details that make delicious coffee delicious um, and uh, with really good effect. And he also found that um, geisha lot um, that was one of the first geisha trees, like 2006, I think it was, he found that. Um, and he's like, this tree is really different to the rest. And then they've harvested from it and planted and got more and more and more. So there's been many changes to the farm uh, to improve the quality. The wet mill has been an area where Senor Perez has invested an awful lot of money. Um, also the drying process, his drying patios, which we will see a really great view of on the map bit. Um, he also has a dryer for when he gets too much coffee, he doesn't want it sitting around being wet um, and he can really kind of get go through uh, processing and drying the coffee during the busy periods. What he tries to do with the, special, uh, the specialty lots is he tries to sun dry those and then the commodity stuff he'll put through the dryer. Um, El Habano is a really important farm in the area because it has houses and it has families living on it. Um, and that's really important. And Senor Perez is actually building a new house for himself on the, on the farm. And um, that's so he can be closer to all of the processing and all of the things that happen on the farm 24 seven. Currently he lives a little bit out in the town, uh, but he's building this absolutely beautiful house. Um, the farm is at 1,350 meters above sea level. Um, it has a mixture of Tipica, Katora and Katayi on the farm. Um, and although this is only our second year of working for him, uh, last year when we got this coffee I had really high hopes um, and I guess this year's has just proved me right because it's got even better. Um, it's really great that I was able to visit Senor Perez this year as well and say I, I stopped and had lunch at the family house, um, a very memorable afternoon and uh, most enjoyable. He had to shoot off because he's a member of the local uh, town council um, but the time that we did spend was absolutely fantastic and I, I really enjoyed his company and his wife's company, uh, uh, they, they were absolutely charming. So some facts about the farm, it's obviously in Guatemala, it's from Chimlatenango region, from the Acatenango municipality. Um, the nearest village is La Pampa, the farm is El Labano, owned by Herbert Perez, uh, altitude of 1350 metres above sea level. It is a fully washed, sun-dried, from 21 hectare farm of which 17.5 hectares is dedicated to coffee. Um, and I guess we should go, oh, oh, and the varietal for this lot is Catura. So I suppose we should um, go and do this week's map bit, which I know is amazing because I took the photos that I'm going to show you in there so I could get the GPS uh, coordinates off them. So uh, yeah, let's go do this map bit. Smug me, waving you all off, up, up, up into the sky. And we're going to be going up, 
and there's the Atlantic Ocean, which we're going across, and we're going to Central America. So Central America made up of seven countries, and one of those countries is Guatemala. So we're going to zoom down to Guatemala, which is just there at the top, uh, on the border there of Mexico, Nicaragua, and El Salvador. So um, most of the coffees we get tend to be from the Antigua region, but this is a different one. So uh, yeah, Gu Guatemala was once an impressive site of ancient Mayan uh, civilization, and that was... Like 1800s, there were still lots of those buildings. Lots of them got destroyed in a massive earthquake. Um, but here we're going down to Lebano. So we can see that uh, there's Senor Perez. And Senor Perez is the farm owner. And um, we can see there that we've got uh, all of the drying patios and the house. So you see the bit where it's Lebano? That's the house there. And we're going to just zoom around here and see whether we can get down to those drying patios. So... Uh, you see here, impressive typography. This is a, a massively mountainous region. And if you just look to the left there behind that photo, you're looking at the same view I was looking at when I was on the farm and took it. So just behind that photo, you'll see that volcano. And it's so many volcanoes surrounding this region. Um, it's really cool to be able to buy buying something from Akatenango as well because we've never had anything from there. We had this last year. This is the second year of it. Um, altitude of 1350 metres above sea level. Absolutely gorgeous region. It was about an hour and a half's drive from uh, the um, region of uh, Antigua. I knew I'd get there. And that was the wonderful, wonderful map bit. Good map bit. I like them when they're that good. Um, so now it's time for Roland's daft fact of the week. Although the geisha varietal is famous for being found in Panama, the original place that it was introduced in Central America was Costa Rica. The highest price paid at auction for a geisha lot was $130 per pound, and that was his green coffee. Roland's quite right, back in 2007, somebody paid $130 per pound for green coffee. To put that into roasted, you know, a roasted bag would cost you, to produce about 100 quid a bag, it was absolutely crazy. Right, I'm gonna wipe you on pause, I'm gonna go and make tasting delicious drinks, be back with you in just a second. Okay, so I'm back, let's get into this. So, um, this is quite a fruity coffee. There's quite a lot of acidity. Um, so much so that we've drawn the extraction out on this to around about 35, 36 seconds. Same yield, but just a longer extraction time trying to mute some of that acidity. Yet it is still in your face, bright, Granny Smith green apple. Super bright, incredibly clean. Now last year this turned into like a dark chocolate and was very kind of like traditional Guatemalan. This year it's changed. There is a real taste of mango in all of these cups. Um, and I know you're going to see it. Espresso is fantastic though, but it is quite tart. It's that sharp green Granny Smith apple that you bite in and it's juicy and but sharp. I think the milk mutes all that acidity down, pushes it down, but ends up making it that mango becomes even more pronounced. Um, and I'm looking forward to it here. 
Oh, somebody did ask me on email last week about uh, do, whether I use single or double shots for uh, cappuccino. Single shots all the time. Single shots for espresso as well. I rarely have a double espresso. Um, not a massive fan. So here, the acidity is much more muted and it's much more about the mouthfeel in this, this mango, not just taste, but mouthfeel comes through. It's sweet, it's juicy, it's fresh, it's clean. And it's an amazing coffee. Uh, we're very, very lucky that Senor Perez sells to us. It took a lot of convincing this year to twist his arm on price because he wanted a lot more than we could afford and it's only the second year and you guys haven't really got into it yet and so you know we're hoping that we told him long term if he continues to the quality like this we'll be able to push his price up as we can push the price for this coffee up and um, yeah I hope you uh, you will come along with me and enjoy this one okay time to wrap up thank you as always for joining me and do remember life is too short for bad coffee